It's my joy today to welcome a young homeschooler on a mission. Join me as I have the pleasure of talking with Hannah Blosser, a homeschool teen pro-life leader. Welcome to Homeschooling Saints, the podcast that helps you create the homeschool you love for the people you love. Our host is Lisa Maladnik, a Catholic life coach, TV host, best-selling author, and an instructor at Homeschool Connections. Before we get started, remember to subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. And if you're watching on YouTube, click the bell to join our channel. Hello and welcome. I'm Lisa Maladnik, your host, and today is a special day because I'm talking with Hannah Blosser, a homeschool teen pro-life leader. Hannah Blosser is a senior in high school and has been part of Homeschool Connections since seventh grade. Her favorite subject in school is history, which she also tutors outside of school, and she hopes to someday be a teacher. Hannah's hobbies include drawing, singing, and playing piano, and riding horses. She has a passion for all things pro-life and loves saints Perpetua and Felicity, patronesses of mothers and martyrs. The two things she cherishes most in this life are the Latin Mass and her wonderful friends and family. Hannah is the president of the Homeschool Connections Students for Life group, and I've got information for you in the show notes where you can email the Homeschool Connection Students for Life group and also check out their new website page. All right. Well, welcome to the program, Hannah. Thank you so much, Lisa. I'm really glad to be here. Oh, yeah. This is super fun um, because it's, well, I, this is going to be a big fat cliche, but I'm in my 60s and I'm meeting a 17-year-old who is on fire and very deep on this subject and all lit up. And it just makes me happy for the future of our church and our world when I meet somebody like you. So that's a, that's a heavy burden to place on you, but it doesn't put a big <laughs> smile on my face. Um, but would yeah. you step us into a little bit of uh, sort of how you got involved in the pro-life movement? Yeah, for sure. Uh, so growing up, I was always, you know, pro-life. I didn't really know exactly what that meant. I mean, I knew we were against abortion, but it was just kind of a vague concept. And um, as I got into high school, um, I really kind of was apathetic about the movement. I supported it, but I didn't really do anything about it. And um, then I went to see the film Unplanned, which uh, came out in 2019, I believe, and about Abby Johnson and her conversion to the pro-life movement. And that really like shook me. I realized, wow, we really have to do something about this. And that's when I joined 40 Days for Life, which, um, of course, everybody knows it's one of the biggest pro-life organizations in the world. And um, again, I didn't really do anything, though, to act on that. I was part of it. I had the T-shirt, but I never did anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I said the prayers during the 40 days usually, but I never really went out to an abortion clinic and prayed. I'd done it before, but just I never got the motivation to do so. And um, then on Homeschool Connections, uh, I found out that they were forming a Students for Life group. And I didn't know what Students for Life was. I knew it was some kind of pro-life organization, but I had no experience with it. And um, my friend Grace, uh, she actually had the idea for it. So she became president really kind of on accident. Later, she <laughs> told me, she was like, I didn't intend to become president when I suggested this idea, but here I am. <laughs> and um, I on a whim signed up to be a newsletter editor for the pro-life newsletter we were going to start producing and 
throughout that year, that was last year, so 2021, I really enjoyed it. I love writing. And so I learned so much more about the pro-life movement through writing and through attending meetings. And um, then this year in January, we went to the March for Life as a group. We had a few people from Homeschool Connections. It's a small little group, but we actually did it. We represented. We had our banner, HSC Students for Life. It was great. Oh, and um, wonderful. Yeah, it was fantastic. And then some of us went to the Pro-Life Summit, which is the day after the march, and it's hosted by Students for Life. And there I was like, wow, there are a lot of young people that are really on fire for this movement. And um, my friend Grace, a president at the time, she invited me to come to the leadership lunch with her, which is where a bunch of the vice presidents and presidents of Students for Life groups across America, they all meet, they get to hear from speakers, and they talk to each other about what they're doing. And it was at that meeting, Grace turns to me, she goes, do you want to be president next year? Would you like to be the head of our club? And I was like, really? I don't know about that, but maybe... <laughs> And uh, then election time rolled around in uh, May or June, and she was like, Hannah, are you going to run for president? I said, okay, fine, whatever. <laughs> nobody else is going to. So I ran, and again, nobody wanted to run for president, so I got elected, <laughs> and here I am today. And it all started because I just decided to be a newsletter editor for a group I didn't know anything about. <laughs> <laughs> I love the way the Holy Spirit works. I was telling you before we started recording that God has kind of like lovingly tricked me into so many acts of service where I was actually mm -hmm. just kind of following my own whims, but the Holy Spirit knows just how to get in there with that shiny object and draw us in. And then sometimes Definitely. to make more of an impact than we really ever expected. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness. So, Say a little bit, Hannah, about what it means to be pro-life. Okay, yeah, that's, that's a big question. A lot of people ask that when you mention, yeah, I'm part of Students for Life, I'm part of Four Days for Life. Be like, what does that mean? Um, to be pro-life is really to respect life and to promote life at all stages. It's not just babies. It's not just um, people with disability. It's all life uh, from womb to tomb, as we like to say in mm -hmm. the pro-life movement. And we believe that all people are created equal in God's eyes. He created all of us with a beautiful soul. And no matter how you look or what disability you may have, um, no matter what age you are, you're equal and you're beautiful in God's eyes. And so we really want to promote that culture of life in America and in the world. So that's what our goal is in Students for Life, is to just promote this beautiful culture of life that God wants us to do. Mm, wow. Yeah, it's so good. So good to hear it stated so well, because our culture is pretty nutty right now and is constantly slicing and dicing and separating and, you know, dividing us and trying to pit us against each other. And you're in, you're out, you're worthy, you're not. And it really appeals to the worst in us. I think we are kind of tribal creatures. We feel secure when we're a part of something and we share an identity with others. And that's part of God's call for us to be a family, not for us to be opposing sides. And so how beautifully stated that it's that womb to tomb idea that the whole life is precious. That whole life mm -hmm. is precious. Yeah. So um, say a little bit about what's going on with this first ever virtual students for life, your role, what kinds of things are you up to over there? Yeah. Um, 
So like you said, uh, Homeschool Connections Students for Life was the first completely virtual Students for Life group in America. Yay! It's really exciting. That's yeah. exciting. Yeah. And um, <laughs> I mean, a few groups had to go virtual, you know, during COVID and stuff. But we were the first one founded to be completely virtual because our members are from literally all across the United States, everywhere, even Canada. We have some members. That's awesome. So um, very impressive. And um, so as president, um, I basically just kind of oversee the group in general. Um, I plan the meetings. I book speakers for different events. And I'm kind of behind the scenes most of the time. Like I make sure the newsletter gets published. Um, if somebody's sick, I'll make sure that we fill their role if need be. Um, and our group in general, we we have events every month, usually at least one, sometimes two, depending on um, what we're doing. And we usually hear from a pro-life speaker. We've done apologetics nights. We had uh, Mr. Trent Horn from <gasps> Catholic Answers come and do apologetics. That's amazing. Really fun. Yeah, it was very popular. Very good event. We should do that again. That was that was really great. Yeah. Um, and then actually, I met Trent Horn later at the Pro-Life Summit. So that was really cool. <gasps> oh. Yeah. And um, we, what else do we do? We do movie nights like uh, this month. Actually, just yesterday, we did our movie night. Um, we watched a movie called Dance and Drum, which is about Down syndrome. Ooh. And really great and really made all of us think more, um, I believe, about Down syndrome and how that is part of the pro-life movement, how it ties in. Yeah. Um, and trying to think what else we do. Mm. Um, oh, we're starting a, a new event that we'll probably do once a month as well uh, called Lifely, which it's like a play on Lively. Um, oh, I like and, that. Yeah, it'll be kind of like a social event. So people can just hop on the video call and we'll just kind of chat and get to know each other better. Because one thing about a virtual pro-life group is it's hard to get to know your fellow students for life members. So we want to have an atmosphere where you can just relax and talk about anything, even if it's not pro-life. We'll just chat, get to know each other. So that's fun. Mm, and, nice. Yeah. And as I mentioned before, we have a newsletter that we publish every month. And it's really great. Our newsletter editors are fantastic. And um, like I said, I used to be an editor. I had so much fun doing it. So really, there's a lot of love put in that. There's great contributions in the articles. We have artwork sometimes, photography. It's really Ooh, How great. can we get on the list to receive that? Would we just oh, yeah, email definitely. you? Yeah, just email our um, HSC, uh, what is it? HSC it, students for life at gmail.com. And okay, great. Email us. One of us will respond and we can put you on our newsletter list and you'll get that in your inbox every month. Oh yeah. Everybody spread the word. That is really, really neat. I love that you're doing that. And I mm -hmm. love the, the whole idea of lifely because that ability to build community online, you're right. It takes intentionality. It takes showing up. Uh, a friend of mine who's been in many very high level professional mastermind groups calls it doing life together where you're not yeah. just talking business, right? You're saying, Hey, mm -hmm. how are you? And how, how's your mom? She had surgery, right? Or whatever it is. And that's different, having a little bit of prayer together, but also just, you know, having a few laughs or shedding a few tears together doing life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. And um, I'm really glad with how our community has grown, though. Even just homeschool connections as a whole, the student community is so fantastic. Um, 
recently, last year, I believe, we started the Student Cafe, which is like our online platform where we can all just get to know each other and talk. And it's really great. And through that, our Students for Life group has grown. And I've gotten to know people on our leadership team really well. I've met some of them in person, and it's absolutely amazing. And who, who is your leadership team? What is that? So our leadership team is um, everybody who's kind of behind our group that like organizes things and writes a newsletter. So we have me, the president, we have a vice president, um, Liz, she's great. Um, she actually lives in Michigan too. So we've met up before. It's really awesome. Nice. Yeah. And um, then we have our secretary, Lydia. She's great. She takes all our meeting minutes and um, she also hosts our rosary, which we have every month. I think it's the first Saturday of every month we have a rosary on Zoom. So oh. if you're ever available and if you're on our email list, you can get that and come oh, to our rosary. That's beautiful. Yeah. And then we have our newsletter editors, Sophia and Henry, both great people. I met Sophia at the March for Life this year. She's so sweet. I love her. Ooh. And um, who else do we have? Brenna, our treasurer. She's great. Brenna ran our virtual diaper drive that we just finished in August, and which was super successful. She was fantastic. Wow. She ran the whole thing. Yeah, it was great. And um, we have Gabby, our social media coordinator. So all of our posts on Facebook and Instagram are from her. She's great about doing that. She's always on it. And I feel like I'm missing somebody. I hope I'm not. If I missed anybody, I'm really sorry. I put you on the spot. So anybody whose name didn't get called out yet. And if you think of them later, you can say, oh, and by the way, but, um, you know, Holy Spirit, cover us with that because we know I can tell how much you appreciate your team. That's really fantastic. What a beautiful team with taking so much responsibility and working well together. Mm -hmm. You don't see a lot of that in the world, but to see students pulling together like that, that's impressive. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm really glad that we've had some really good people. And a lot of them actually stayed on leadership from last year. So the people who came in as like a certain position, they said, hey, I'll stick around for another year. Like some of us are graduating. So of course we can't be here for like that long, but it's really nice to see people dedicated to this that want to continue. Yeah. What kinds of fruits do you see in your own life through doing this work? Mm, Yeah, it really has affected um, my view of the pro-life movement, first of all, because, you know, like I said, I, I was kind of apathetic at first, but now I really want to do something with this and I want to promote this culture of life. And, um, It really has given me a sense of purpose in what I want to do right now in my state in life as a student, because, you know, I'll be in college next year for at least another four years. I'll be doing school. So right now I want my purpose to be something that I know will produce fruit eventually. And I think the pro-life movement is a really good thing for somebody young to focus on because, you know, we are the post-row generation now and all of our prayers, prayers and our work have paid off. And so definitely you can see God working in this and it gives you this really intense joy to see something like that come to fruition. So it definitely has made me more purposeful in what I'm doing in my prayers and in the work I do, whether I'm writing an article or organizing an event, everything has this joyful purpose that I really love. Wow. Oh, you've discovered something young that I'm a coach. So I meet many adults who have never had the opportunity to kind of drop anchor 
in that sense of purpose. They're looking mm-hmm. for it, they want it, but maybe they weren't raised talking about that sort of thing or whatever it is, and they may be very accomplished, but they've never had that clear line from their heart to a clear purpose. And we do enter different seasons of our lives where that purpose may change, shift. It may change to work or raising children or whatever that may be, uh, ministries. Um, but having that sense of purpose to light up your life and, and to generate that kind of joy and peace is, is really kind of one of the secrets <laughs> to happiness. Uh, so beautiful. You mentioned post-Roe. And as a pro-life kind of warrior, I'll just use that fun word, um, somebody out there fighting the good fight, doing all these really interesting things and pulling people together and staying on purpose. Um, what are you seeing unfolding before you as the job of the pro-life movement at this point? Yeah, that's a, it's a really big question that uh, Students for Life of America has been addressing recently in all of their newsletters that I get sent Get, that gets sent to me every month. Um, but uh, they're saying, you know, like, is our job done? Are we done with the pro-life movement? Because Roe was overturned. And they keep saying, no, this is just the beginning of a new stage or a new chapter. So, like, our work has only just begun. And um, the pro-life movement isn't just about abortion. I mean, that's still going to be a problem at the state level. So one thing we have to do is continue the, the fight at the state level and um, work with local government and um, legislation to try to get abortion banned for good in our states and in our communities. And so far, it's been pretty successful at the state level. Um, there's a campaign for abortion-free cities going on with Students for Life. And so far, I think... There's not many states, but there's a few that they've started working in, and it's really gone well. Like certain wow. cities are just reversing abortion, getting rid of it. But wow. again, that's not one the only problem. There's also um, problems like um, euthanasia and disabilities and things like that. So again, the culture of life, the equality of all life at all stages, because just because somebody is elderly or is sick or has a disability doesn't mean that we should get rid of them. It doesn't mean they're not worth anything. And so we need to continue promoting life at all stages and saying we're all created equal in God's eyes. We need to respect people no matter what they look like, where they're from, how old they are or anything like that. So I think that's moving forward. It's working on the community level to promote this culture of life. So yeah, and I feel like we've seen pro-life centers bombed and things like that. I don't want to go into too dark a place, but it's always going to be a fight, the fight between good and evil. And whenever you see a culture trying to sideline some people as less valued than others, it always leads to atrocities. We've seen it over and over again in history. Whenever someone else is marginalized in some way culturally, we see atrocities taking place. And so this really is a place to stand for God. God is a great lover of life. And, uh, and so what you're doing here is really on the front lines of who we are as image bearers of Christ. Uh, so important and so good to hear you speak about it so eloquently, Hannah. I really appreciate you and your clarity. Um, what would you like to leave us with? What are just any thoughts you may have for anybody listening, young or old or someone your age, um, as the Holy Spirit is kind of moving in your heart in this conversation, Hannah, what's uppermost in your mind? 
think um, in the words of, uh, well, Jesus and John Paul II, be not afraid is a big phrase that we use a lot. But I think that really applies to the pro-life movement, especially now. Um, we see, like you said, there's a lot of stuff going on against the pro-life movement. They are really angry. People are really angry that Roe was overturned because they realize, wow, the pro-life movement actually did something really amazing. They reversed this piece of legislation. And um, so, yeah, really don't be afraid to get involved, even if things seem scary. Um, even just praying the rosary for the pro-life movement, for an end to abortion at your local level, um, for an end to euthanasia, anything like that, just praying really helps. And if you're available to go pray in front of an abortion clinic, don't be afraid to do so. Women have turned around in their cars like, and not gone in for their abortion just because they saw people praying for them. And it's amazing. Um, or if you're able to volunteer at a pregnancy center, like a crisis pregnancy center, um, do that. They really appreciate you. Or even just donating things. Everybody really needs help right now to just keep the pro-life movement going because this is our next chapter, our next stage. And just don't be afraid to keep going, have courage, keep moving on. And um, like my favorite saint, St. Perpetua, my confirmation saint, actually, uh, one of her quotes is, um, stand fast in the faith and love one another. So that's what we need to do. We need to stand firm in our faith, keep moving forward and show our love, our charity to everybody. Ooh, I love that. And I think we'll end right there because it was said just so beautifully, Hannah. It has truly been a joy to meet you, and I hope we'll talk again. I would love to have you back. And uh, we'd love to hear updates on how you're doing with Students for Life and what you see opening up or changing on the landscape. Thank you for everything that you're doing. God bless you in, in all the ways that God is calling you forward in your life. Thank you so much. And everybody, please say a prayer for Hannah and for the Homeschool Connection Students for Life. Put something up in your environment to remind you to pray for them. A little picture, an icon, a post-it note, something like that. This is the future of our church and our world, these beautiful souls coming together for the cause of life. Thank you again, Hannah. And everybody, I've got the Students for Life email where you can sign up for their newsletter or find out how you can support them, get your kids involved. Uh, just a great opportunity to be together with other fantastic young people. Uh, thanks, everyone, for being with us. God bless you, and we'll see you next time. And that's our show for today. Our program is sponsored by homeschoolconnections.com. Be sure to subscribe to Homeschooling Saints and leave us an honest review. God bless you, and thank you for joining us.